Podstarter. Every podcast starts somewhere. I can't remember what uh, we were doing for our intro, which was um, sort of a thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, listening. We're just kind of going straight into it. You're just going, hey, Reese, have you spoken to this time? Is kind of we, the tone. We, uh, we mixed it up once. We did. You didn't like the mix up. You cut it, didn't you? It doesn't exist anymore. I think I did only because we, we kind of like a, it says pod starter and then it comes into it. So I was like, hey, do we need to have an intro? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is an interesting conversation. Like how, been, how structured does the intro need to be? Or can we just go straight into it? Does that alienate an audience or does that? Well, it, it is. Uh, the only objective is, is to welcome the audience. Hey, th- thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate you being here. Um, we're grateful. Well, maybe from now on we should do that. Um, as I, I'm, I'm one of those people who like, I like it when podcasts just go, okay, you've listened to the first 75 episodes, yeah. let's go into it. But yeah. people might not start at the beginning. So it's always good without too, without alienating the regular listener right. by keeping it brief, but at least informing the new listener. Right. It's a delicate balance. Wait, wait, the, but, and that's the objective of the intro. The intro yeah. is really saying, uh, this is why you're listening. This is podcaster and this is why you're listening to it. Okay, well, um, do, you, do you want to give one a go? Well, I was thinking that, yeah, I, uh, I, I will. Um, and I was thinking that we did it because we were doing the 10th episode and we had a little bit of critical mass. Oh, yeah, we had yeah. a bit of a story that we wanted to say that uh, it was the special special episode. That's why I think we, we stood apart. Ah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's interesting. There's a shift in a podcaster's mindset that originally goes from, I'm just... I'm doing a podcast to, I have an audience that's listening to a podcast. <laughs> exactly. And it becomes, <laughs> because when you first start out, you don't have an audience. And therefore, why should I say, hey, thanks for listening? I don't know if anybody's yeah. listening. I don't necessarily have a muse or an audience or somebody in mind. You become appreciative and you're, you're trying to be respectful and, and uh, you know, welcome them and all that kind of stuff. So you are in control of, uh, of the editing. So, you know, there's no sense in... I got to keep no. all this in. Oh, I great. Think this yeah. is a really good way to intro... <laughs> discussing the intro is a good way to intro an episode. <laughs> right, so. right, right. <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening to uh, Podstarter. We had an interesting conversation today with, uh, with Veterinarian Innovation with uh, Sean Wilkie. Um, why did you, uh, you want to have a conversation with Sean? The thing with Sean's podcast is that it's very new. He's only been going for like three months or so, but he's he's had some serious traction um, in terms of listenership. You know, he's a, you know in the thousands within within three months, which is pretty good. They've got this quite um, ambitious weekly release schedule. So um, how he balances that? He's an entrepreneur, so how he balances the. Um, the, the 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 busy business that he is growing and also this weekly podcast commitment is quite interesting and Ivan his co-host is in the U- in the Ukraine so that is quite an interesting thing for him to, to kind of work out with time zones and everything um and also how he's created this podcast but he's not using it to directly sell his his business necessarily he just wanted to be having a, a an authentic conversation about the industry that he's in so he doesn't necessarily reference his business. It's much more about kind of building, um, uh, building a conversation with industry leaders who excite him and and fostering debate and uh, analyzing his own industry in that sense. So for our listeners, what's what would you say is the number one thing that you learned from Sean and his podcast? The lesson with Sean is that they they could see that there was a gap, and then they committed to a very fast growth high energy, intense workload to really conquer that and make it their own. Um, So it just shows that if you see an opportunity and then you fully 100% throw yourself at it, 
the possibilities are endless in that sense. Uh, just, a, just a warning, this is our first ever explicit episode. Sean is very passionate and talks very honestly, and he, he doesn't filter um, his language. Just to warn people, if you're going to listen to this in the car with your kids... Um, then, uh, although I, I don't think I don't know why you would torture kids in the car with with this <laughs> built-in podcast. So. Excellent. All right. On that note, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, and here's the conversation with uh, Reese Waters talking to Sean Wilkie. Podstarter. Every podcast starts somewhere. Today we're here with uh, Sean Wilkie, who is CEO of Talkatu, and you have a podcast called the Veterinary Innovation Podcast which is niche, I suppose, in terms of uh, the, the approach of the audience you're, you're seeking. Just a wee bit niche. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So very, very custom catered towards veterinary professionals, uh, practice owners, industry professionals, but all around innovation in the vet space, hence the name, the Veterinary Innovation Podcast. And what were your, what was your kind of motivation for setting the podcast up? You've obviously got a very specific goal and a very specific kind of conversation you have in. Um, t- tell, tell us a bit about the, the intentions of the podcast. Yeah, so I, I guess, you know, being in the veterinary space for the last three years, I've really fallen in love with the space, but it's a little sleepy from a technology perspective. And so I'm a technologist. I built a bunch of software companies and I thought, you know, there's an opportunity to bring innovators together and share stories and have interesting conversations. And really, that was the motivation. The motivation was how do we facilitate growth and innovation in a space that's not as fast moving as the technology verticals that I've been involved in up until that point? And yeah, it was just to do that and maybe have a little bit of fun at the same time. And had you ever done a podcast before this? No, but I, I really love consuming podcasts as a source of, uh, you know, electronic medium. I've kind of fallen in love with them over the last five, six years. And really, I would say, you know, 90% of the external media that I consume is all through podcasts. So really familiar with it and uh, love to chat and love to meet interesting new people. So it just seemed like a really good fit and a fun thing to do. And how does the, the, the podcast work with your, your your business as well? How do they kind of sync up together? They really don't intermingle, you know, and, and that was kind of intentional. We've had, you know, we've had some opportunities to commercialize the podcast. We've had people reach out to us that want to sponsor the whole thing. And we've kind of shied away from that. We want to keep it kind of gritty and kind of real. Um, and so we don't have corporate sponsors of our podcast. We don't use it as a platform to promote our product or services. We, I think more than anything, we use the podcast to, you know, bring innovators together and have really interesting conversations. And I think, I think if we can keep it like that, we'll continue to have like real cool growth in the podcast. I think if we were to, you know, make it, you know, an advertising vehicle for either mine or Ivan's tech startup, I think it kind of pollutes it. And so we've intentionally kind of not done that. Um, we've, we've, I think I've said, the only thing I've said about my startup is that I'm going to be at a vet show next week. Uh, that's been the extent <laughs> of it. And, you know, kind of purposely, you know, we want to kind of keep it for what it is. We want to keep it around innovating, innovation, around having conversations with innovators and they don't have to be technology innovators. Like we had somebody that has like a product, 
um, on our podcast last week and the products for like post-surgery recovery for dogs, cats, and other animals. But he's done something really innovative. And those are the conversations that we want to have. We want to expose really neat innovation to a wide audience that might not hear about these things otherwise. I suppose as well, like if, if you are trying to have that really authentic, honest conversation within the industry and you do become um, beholden to sponsorship. The thing that's cool about podcasting is people can call bullshit right away. And so they know if you're doing like something, you know, untoward, they can pick it up. Like people have a really sophisticated bullshit filter nowadays. And I think that one of the things that we can do if we want it to be successful is keep it real, keep it like, you know, a little bit edgy. Um, and just have fun with it. And I think people see that. And that's why that's why we've had thousands of downloads in like less than a couple of months, because people are actually enjoying the conversation because it's a real conversation as opposed to some subliminal conversation with an alternative motive. Like it's it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that you've literally been going like three months. Yeah, I think it's, it's real close to three months. We might even, I think we're, what are we at? We're, we're about 20 episodes. So for a month. So I think we've been longer than that because we're about 20 episodes. Yeah. We started with 10. So we, we before, because somebody gave me this great piece of advice, he happens to be sitting across from me. <laughs> and, you know, if you're going to start a podcast, start with, you know, a bunch of them under your belt. So I yeah. think it's been under three months, but we launched with close to 10 episodes yeah. so that we had some traction and something for people to subscribe to. How much pre-production do you go into each episode? Yeah, so so we have a producer, which we're really lucky to have, um, and Matt's awesome. He produces the podcast every week, and so he does all the guest research. So we literally show up uh, to a 30-minute uh, meeting once a week, and we've got show notes. Oftentimes, we'll know the people that we're interviewing, so those episodes are a lot more fun because we're really just having a conversation. But we still show up to those episodes with, you know, a brief history of the guest, you know, a couple of questions that are going to spear conversation, uh, and then we just get into it. And you know, inevitably, every week that we record the show, you know, we look at our watch and we're like, 20 minutes, how did 20 minutes go by so quick? And we, you know, our episodes are 20 to 30 minutes and we just burn through the time. I would say, I would say 90% of the guests that we have on the podcast, we could literally talk for like a morning. Um, you know, somebody jokingly says that my co-host, if he doesn't know something about a given topic, he can speak to you for an hour. And if he knows anything about it, he can speak to you all day. (laughs) So, and, and I'm probably as bad. Those are the kind of people you need on a podcast, though. I think so. You know, we just, just yammer on all day long. So when you um, when you first started out then, one of the things I noticed is the, and the, the production quality in a very short space of time has improved dramatically. Is that something you've been really conscious of? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people don't want to listen to a podcast that has super shitty audio. I've been there before and I started with podcasts. I think you get like maybe one or two, maybe three weeks of like really bad audio before people are like, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. So yeah, intentionally we set out to kind of conquer it. And I think, you know, kind of one of our strategic kind of items on our list is to even up the game that much more again, because I think audio quality matters and convey some emotion and you're making the listeners suffer through shitty audio. Like that's just not going to fly. 
So uh, what at the beginning, are there any mistakes that you felt you made that you've kind of rectified or learned from? Well, we had no idea like about microphones. We had no idea about background audio. We did have a producer from the very first episode, but we've made his job almost impossible. You know, we've been recording oftentimes remotely in hotels. Me and Ivan's travel schedule is totally nuts. So like in the last... In the last two weeks, I've been in Nevada, San Francisco, Palo Alto, New York City. And so we don't have the luxury of like going to a studio to record the podcast. And so, you know, we've had to learn some lessons the hard way. Uh, but I think we're making progress, which is pretty cool. How did you record the kind of the first few episodes then? Were they like phone <laughs> Literally calls? through the audio on our computers okay. in some cases or the worst mic you've ever used. And, you know not knowing anything about sound production um, and audio quality. Yeah, we we just totally fucked up right at the start. It was awesome. It was just a total mess. <laughs> and, you know, we tried to make something out of it because the conversations that we were having were really valuable and really good. And some of our first, like one of our first guests has over a million subscribers to her podcast. And she was schooling us uh, when we were doing the first recording. She's like, you know, we'd say something and she's like, okay, scrap that. I'm going to say it again. And we're like, holy shit. You can do that. And, you know, we, we just had no idea, you know, that these things could be taken out post-production. And so Justine Lee at VetGirl, a shout out for her. She has an amazing podcast, you know, 10,000 downloads a week. Like she was just showing us what we didn't know. And we've had lots of people along the way that have said, hey, you should do this or, hey, try this. And... Yeah, we had no idea what we were doing at the start. And so our career as podcasters has gone from total amateurs um, to, you know, we kind of know what we're doing now, which is cool. There's always a baptism, baptism of fire. So it's yeah, absolutely. To <laughs> totally. And, you know, we have people reach out to us and like complain about our audio issues and we didn't even know there was an issue. So, you know, so that's kind of how it's gone so far. And it sounds like you like one of the hallmarks of the podcasting world is the community aspect. So it sounds like you've tapped into that already. With- oh my God. It's like, I told my wife the other day, she's like, who are you talking to? She saw me texting back and forth on my phone. I'm like, I'm talking to um, a fan of our podcast. And I was like, as I said it, I was like, holy shit, I can't even believe we have fans. This is ridiculous. Like <laughs> people are literally reaching out to me and Ivan, like not on the daily, but like one or two a week. And they're like, I love your podcast. It's so awesome. You guys are so funny. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is this even happening? You know, like it just seems super weird to me. Um, but yeah, we do have a following. We've got, you know, thousands of downloads. Um, in a very short span of time and it just keeps increasing we had our uh, largest single download day the other day we had like well over 100 downloads in a day which to me just blows my mind yeah and i suppose there's that satisfaction you know you 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 went out on a limb to start doing something that was out of your comfort zone and now you're seeing the kind of qualitative and quantitative kind of returns on that yeah we had no idea what we were doing we had no idea that anybody would actually want to listen to us and turns out that um you know we figured out how to do it and we've got lots of people that are listening to it and we're having a ton of fun i think that's the important thing you know like you know work starting a startup is like super stressful if if you've never done it before it's kind of crazy and so i've got my day job and then this is totally a hobby like you know and it's every time i get on an interview i'm meeting literally a world leader in in a very niche space 
that I'm able to learn a ton of stuff from. Like we've had Harvard MBAs, you know, we've had CEOs of like super duper huge companies in the space. We have like the CEO of PetSmart going to be on our podcast. It's totally crazy. I'd never meet these people otherwise. And we've got a list we've got a list of three months worth of people that are scheduled to be on our podcast, which is blows my mind, you know, that we have that much of a backlog of people that have agreed to have a conversation with us. So it's pretty cool. You have to do like two a week instead. Oh my God. You know, it's, yeah. You know, we, we do sometimes do two a week and it's just kind of crazy because you can fly in and do it. Like once you've got the tech set up, we can fly in and do them really quickly. I'd say the hardest part is like the production and post-production and we've been super lucky to kind of not have to deal with that because I think if we had to deal with that, uh, I don't think our podcast would be where it was at. You know, we just wouldn't do it. We're both like type A personalities. We move way too fast and to slow down and like put effort into making us sound good and cutting out our, you know, stutters and stammers. Like I, I couldn't do it. So, uh, you know, what? I think for me, at least, or for me and Ivan, like that kind of support, like having support for the podcast and we're paying for it. But I think that's one of the things that makes it super successful. And I guess that's like a plug for you guys in a weird way (laughs) is, you know, doing a podcast is one thing, recording the audio, having the conversation is one thing, but the tech behind it and the post and pre-production stuff that you need to do if you don't got help like it's a recipe for a disaster and i don't know how many friggin' podcasts are dead out there but it's more than are alive oh yeah definitely there's is i think that there's like literally less than 10 percent that are actually active you know like like they're gonna have to start like burying podcasts (laughs) on top of podcasts Did you have a really clear idea of who your audience was before? I mean, you you said you spoke to Vet Girl, and she sounds like she's got a great audience. So. Yeah, she's got a great audience, and her audience I think is more clinical than ours. You know, ours it's it's even smaller. Like we're not appealing to every veterinarian, although I think we could because innovation in one space is always something that's interesting. So if you want to not do the status quo. I think, you know, you could listen to our podcast and get value out of it. But the thing that Vet Girl doesn't have that we have is also industry people are listening to our podcast. You know, investors are listening to our podcast. They want to know like what the cool new tech is in the veterinary in the veterinary space. So they listen to our podcast and we're interviewing like world-class entrepreneurs that are, you know, fourth or fifth time founders in some case that have been CEOs in other cases for, you know, a couple of decades. So it's a different audience and it's kind of cool because because we're appealing to a different audience we can like partner with justine and we can talk on her podcast and she can talk on our podcast and we can talk to other podcasts because we are in this like really really niche space which is innovation inside a specific industry and our conversations are all in that kind of vein was there, has, has there been a moment of over the last few months where you've kind of sat down and realized, I think you, you mentioned it with a text message, but where you just realized that suddenly this was working out? Was there kind of a eureka moment? You were just like, wow. Well, I think there's I think there's been a few like we've had literally multinational companies uh, that will remain anonymous, like email us, say, we'd like to play for your plane ticket to come tour our facilities and we're going to put you up in a hotel and we're going to do all of these other things, um, which was crazy. Like, you know, I, we didn't see that came in. It came totally out of left field. Like it was like you two VIPs come and hang out at this billion dollar company. And we and, you know, we knew what was happening and neither one of us had the time in our schedule. So we didn't do it. But 
that was a moment I was like, what the fuck? You know, like how is like, why, why are these people reaching out to us? Like, this is insane. And so we've had a couple of those, which has been interesting. And then I think the bigger one is like, you know, just some random doctor reaching out to me on LinkedIn um, and saying, I love what you guys are doing, like keep up the good work. And then I get into a half an hour conversation with some person I don't know, uh, that they know me, they know a little part of me that they never would have if the podcast didn't exist. And so that's pretty humbling, pretty cool. Like it's kind of neat to, it's kind of neat to have people that are fans of what you're doing. I I don't think other than, you know, entrepreneurial like staff, like, you know, kind of mentoring staff, I don't think I've ever had that before. And it definitely wasn't why we set out to do what we're doing, but it's been a nice side effect. It's kind of validating and it kind of makes us want to keep doing it. So how do you feel your profile has changed in the industry that it sounds like it's been a bit of a transformation? I, mean, I tell you, I, like we were just in New York at a show and like I had a handful of people come up and be like, I love your podcast. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is so weird. So it's definitely, I think, made both me and Ivan kind of more known. And I think, you know, as time goes on, it's not going to slow down. I think that, you know, that we continue to have a spike in our listeners and yeah, I think we're going to keep doing it because we're having fun with it. And do you feel like, I suppose, the the kinds of marketing that you've done in, in previous like uh, businesses and you've obviously probably tried a few different things and, you know, um, had success in different different angles with it. Although this isn't directly for your business, how do you feel this kind of messaging being pumped out is different from traditional messaging that you've, you've, you've put out? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So one, I would say like, we do have a cost associated with producing the podcast. We are, we are investing real dollars. Uh, it's not insane. You know, it's, it's quite amazing the return on investment that you get with podcasting compared to other things. Even, even just raising my LinkedIn profile status associates me with the podcast and then people have exposure to what it is that I'm doing. And eventually we'll have a podcast episode talking about my company. You know, we'll have one of the other uh, people on our leadership team come on and we'll talk about what we're doing because it's innovative and it's really, really cool. And then, you know, the the investment that we've put into it, it's not a big, big deal. It's, it's like, you know, it's small money and plus we get to have fun at the same time. So I think there is obviously some crossover, but, you know, we're not going to have uh, every second or every first, you know, every episode sponsored by one of our companies that that wasn't the intention at any point. Uh, but I think it is a vehicle that raises our social profiles, which, you know, has a positive impact. And then also it's an opportunity to talk about the innovative stuff that we're doing uh, from time to time, which is quite cool. And how has the show kind of changed as you've grown and, and like got 20 into your belt? How, how have you kind of like, have you have you tweaked anything? Have you found any efficiencies or things that really work? Just little things, you know, like so we we do most of our episodes using like Zoom. And so we're both in different countries. I'm in Canada. Ivan's recently moved to Kiev in the Ukraine. And so with the video camera on, we'll point or we'll put up our hands and say, OK, I got the next question. So we've developed a very simple minded sign language, uh, which has made it a lot easier to have high quality uh, episodes because we're not talking over each other. So we've just got better at the logistics of having like 
meaningful conversations with our guests. And we also like prep our guests for what to expect, how to interact with us while they're on the podcast, you know, we make sure that their audio quality is good. So just these little things are the big things that have improved our show, I would say in general, just kind of figuring it out as we go along. And what would you kind of, what, what do you feel has been um, the hardest thing to overcome since you launched? I think, you know, for, I think it's probably like partially scheduling. Like, you know, we've, we've got guests from Pacific to London to like guests from all over the world. So that's a nightmare. And, you know, the two co-hosts are in completely opposing time zones. So scheduling guests and then both mine and Ivan's time as tech founders and startup guys, it's like a super crazy task. And so we've got good at it. We have a window now that we record the podcast in. So we have a blocked off window and that's the window. That's the only window. And so if people can't fit that slot, we move on to another guest. And so I think the logistics of our own scheduling are challenging. And I think they're more challenging for us than they would be for most people, given the fact that I'm running a tech startup, which is super busy and super high growth. Ivan's doing the same thing. He's actually running, I think, two or three companies. Um, so it's kind of crazy, but you know, that's, that's probably the biggest thing that we've improved on. And the biggest challenge like is the scheduling challenge. Yeah. Scheduling is hard. Even when you're in the same time zone, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, if we had a studio and all of these innovators all lived in Halifax, it would be great, but we've interviewed one person from Atlantic Canada um, since we've started the podcast and it's not because we don't want to interview the people, but the sphere of people in the veterinary space that are innovators, as you can imagine, it's spread out around the entire world. And, uh, what do you think has been like the real like secret to your show having such an impact in such a short space of time? What is, what has kind of rung true for people? I think it's the banter between the co-hosts. Like I love to make fun of Ivan. He loves to make fun of me. We even have guests now that come on our show that team up on one or the other or the other of us. And so there's this like kind of witty humor and it's real. Like we're having a real conversation. Like it's not like it's not that we're making stuff up or we're trying to make it something that it's not like we're like two weeks ago, we had like a, I feel like a counseling session on our podcast with one of the entrepreneurs that we were interviewing, telling him how to run his business and what he (laughs) needed to do. And he was so receptive that he was like, can we book a call like post podcast to like talk about your ideas? Cause they're really good. So I think, I think that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's literally been real world conversations between humans that are genuinely interested in what we're doing. So I think that that's interesting stuff. And I guess that's it. When you're talking about an industry and conferences and to give some a different flavor that has is kind of brimming with personality as opposed to maybe the usual kind of pop stands and everything else that people are used to seeing in, in that space. Yeah, absolutely. It's got, it's got to really just kind of warm people's hearts, I guess. Totally. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's been it's been fun and interesting and diverse and You know, we just, uh, we never know what's going to happen next on like the next episode, you know, like we kind of show up, we know who we're interviewing and we have a general sense of where the conversation might go. But you know what? Every single conversation, every single episode, we think we're heading in one direction and then inevitably we end up like in the exact opposite direction or a total and new different, different direction, which is really cool and really fun. 
So what what are the kind of future plans for for the show? Where, where are you going to take it next? Yeah, so I, I think that we want to do some kind of live recordings on site. Uh, we talked about maybe doing a trade show or conference with all of the attendees on our show, like kind of all coming together and like, you know, doing some more kind of large scale like innovation like kind of spearing our own little conference um so we've got all kinds of ideas and right now we're just doing an episode a week and we'll see where it takes us <laughs> um and what one piece of advice then would you give to somebody who was maybe thinking about trying to go down a journey that you've been on into? yeah so i mean obviously the tech right like talk to somebody for god's sakes don't just think you know how to do it because it's not super easy uh, you know, it sounds easy in principle, but there's a bunch of things like, you know, if we had a know-in or if we had a consultant with someone at the start around audio and production value and all of these things that are seemingly really important that we have given no time to, that would be one thing. And then I think the, the advice, the best advice that I got was to record like 10 episodes before you launch the podcast. So you're not putting something out there that looks like it hasn't been thought out or is brand new. And by the time you do 10 episodes, you know, what the 11th is way better and the 12th is better again and it just keeps getting better because you've got the experience under your belt so i think i think that's probably the biggest one is like don't just you know dive right into it and you've got if you're going to do a podcast you got to fucking do it like you can't start with you know one episode and then take like a month break and then do another episode like a lot of the ones that i see out there it just doesn't work like you're not going to get any listeners so i think you know one, understanding that it's a hell of a lot of work. And if you want it to actually be something, you've got to put the work in. And then two, like doing, you know, those first 10 episodes before you launch. I think those two pieces of advice are huge. And I suppose, do you get that same kind of buzz where you release a new episode and that day you just see the downloads go crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, it's like the Thursday and Friday for us. We release every Thursday morning and inevitably like every Friday we're now it's like it's growth over last week's episode launch. Like every week we have continued growth in our download numbers. So that's pretty cool, you know. And so obviously we've got some stickability and we're getting some new exposure. Um you know, we're never going to be like one of the world's top podcasts because we're super niche, but that was never what we set out to do. So it's totally cool. How does it feel to be know that you are kind of like you identified it was a niche, but I mean, podcasting is great because it doesn't matter. You don't have to go for a general audience. And I think people tend to get more reward and success from going for an audience that they, they feel they can be more relevant to uh, being quite niche. So uh, how how do you kind of feel about knowing that you're starting to grow within that space? And do you think you could have a spider into like other verticals or kind of markets are related to it from there? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I would say it feels great. You know, it's fun. I, I do like having these conversations with people that are listening and hearing their feedback. It's really cool. Um, I don't think we want to spider out. I don't think we we want to grow this podcast into different verticals. Like we're happy to be doing what we're doing. And it feels like we've got like tons of like fun in left, you know, like it's not like a, we're not running out of conversations. We're not running out of things to talk about. And, 
you know, we didn't start this to like, you know, become rich because we're podcasters. We just started it to have fun conversations and to be connected in the space that we're both working in. So I think we're just happy to kind of keep doing what we're doing. And if we run out of people to talk to, which it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon, then maybe we would stop. But if we're still having like meaningful conversations and I think we'll keep going. And the coolest thing is innovation is everywhere's. And in veterinary medicine, it's like, the, the whole place is on fire. Like there's all this innovation happening all around us to be kind of like running with other organizations like the Veterinary Innovation Summit. Uh, it's so cool. Like we interviewed the person that handles that conference that puts it on every year and we're collaborating with them and then other you know, other areas where innovators in the veterinary space are hanging out, like we're working with them to like promote their event, like just because we want to see more innovation. You know, one of the things that kind of is a really neat side effect from doing what we're doing is in veterinary medicine, it has the highest suicide rate of any profession out there, which is horrible. There's so much pressure on these veterinarians. And if we can show them a way to like save some time and save some stress by adopting some new technology, like, holy shit, that's pretty cool. So, you know, I think we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. I, I didn't realize that's a crazy stat. I didn't it's realize super that. super crazy. And, it, and, you know, as an entrepreneur, I can totally see it because they're, they're a doctor, a medical doctor that's highly trained. They're running a business with like 10 or 15 staff and they're trying to like, you know, ensure pet owners have the compassion that they need. If a pet is dying, like it is a crazy amount of weight to lift if you're a veterinarian. And I think if we can do little things by helping adopt technology that save time and effort and make things easier, like that's a really cool friggin' thing to do, considering we only set out to do this to, you know, kind of have some fun. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Thanks so much for your time. Would you like to plug your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So if any vets are listening to your podcast, definitely, you know, go over and listen to the Veterinary Innovation Podcast. And, and I'll also kind of do a shameless plug for our product. If you're a vet or anybody, if you're a professional and you hate typing, uh, you should check out Talkatoo.com. We will do all the typing for you. Just uh, download a free trial. Give it a go. Uh, we say talk to type. So we're voice recognition technology that has a vision to work across multi-platforms. So Android, Mac, Windows. Um, yeah, check out our software. If you hate typing, go over and get a copy of our software and give it a try. And yeah, if you are interested in veterinary medicine and innovation, definitely check out the podcast. That's awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Man, it was so good. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Visit podstarter.io to find out how we can help you build the podcast you and your audience needs. To listen to more episodes, search Podstarter wherever you find your podcasts or visit our website. You can also find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Podstarter is produced in Nova Scotia, Canada by podstarter.io.